NFL week one in the books. Uh, so we're going to be back here on Corbett's Corner to dissect our team's week one performance and then kind of preview week two. Maybe we'll sneak in a little college towards the end as well. This week, returning Sebastian Urban as the Eagles throttled my Falcons, which we both correctly predicted. That was ridiculous. Uh, Ty Dawson is here to back the Vikings. Uh, kind of a not-so-cratic corner that you've got there because we've got the Bengals here with Kirill Smolianski as well. So let's start there. Bengals beat the Vikings week one. Only bet I won. Bengals plus three. Thank you very much. Um, Joe Burrow, 20 of 27. Glasses on. I got some stats for you. 74%, 261 yards, 9.7 average yards per attempt. Two touchdowns, no picks. And then Joe Mixon nearly led the league in rushing week one because he had 4.4 yards per carry, 127 yards, tutty against Mike Zimmer and the defense. Kirill, you got to be feeling pretty good with Burrow back under center. I love it. I love seeing Burrow under center. Just the smile on my face watching him play. I've been hanging for so long. And then just seeing Burrow, even if they lose, you smile right. like watching him play. They're exciting, man. I mean, Jamar Chase goes for over a century mark. He all of a sudden is catching balls. He's got that touchdown right before half. You've got a young, fun team. Yeah, T. Higgins, too. And right. Tyler Boyd, one of the most underrated slot receivers. He's always like PFF's number one slot receiver every year. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So we'll get more into their week two matchup, see if they can keep it going. But we got to get the other side of things here. Ty, the Vikings. <laughs> Overtime, they come back. Dalvin Cook, uh, 3.1 yards per carry. Is that are we is that overreaction Monday? Because you also had the fumble that might have not been a fumble and then eventually cost them the game. <clears throat> right. I still I, I still don't think it was a fumble, but I think whatever they were going to call on the field was going to stand. If they would have ended up saying that he was down by contact, there's no way they would have overturned it to a fumble. So unfortunately, right. it was unfortunate uh, very unfortunate turn of events for the Vikes, especially. I mean, God forbid the Vikes end up having Greg Joseph's first field goal attempt there. And he ends up banging a 53-yarder, made it look yeah. like he could do it in his sleep. And the Vikings, as you guys are probably all well aware, kicking is not one of their <laughs> strong points. So Haunting that history. was nice to see. And Vikes looked like they were just starting to drive there. And then tough call. And uh, didn't go their way. However, for the Vikings' defense, they cannot stop mixing it. And that, I mean, Burrow just kept getting in very – comfortable like second five second and three yep. second four very short yardage uh, yardages where he had uh um very a uh, lot of different options where he could either throw it across the middle uh, he could run through all his plays because i mean the bikes weren't really dialing up too much blitzes yeah. and bro was very comfortable and i just we, we need anthony barback but, but who's to blame there? Because I'm a huge Mike Zimmer critic. How, how does this happen? It's NFL week one. You, you come out in Cincinnati and you have three penalties on the first drive. Punt. I mean, that's inexcusable. That's coaching. Right. That, 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 that was such a hard drive to watch. Especially yeah. the start. I mean, false start. I mean, I don't know if they were speaking a different language or what was going on. But <laughs> it was God. loud and cincy. No one was on the same page. It was tough to watch. I mean, it was loud in Cincy, and it was also loud at the Corbett house with the three dogs barking. They were going the other way. That's right. You were posting. So they, were, they were chirping me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's chirp me. Eagles, Falcons. Falcons are so damn bad. I mean, I feel bad for Matt Ryan. That offensive line is putrid. I think the Falcons are going to kill him. Uh, tank, go get your quarterback, number one overall. Trade Matty Ice somewhere else. I know that contract's not great, but 
I mean, this team is terrible. And you saw it in week one. Bass, I don't even know how to kind of analyze the Eagles because they were playing Bishop Sycamore on week one. <laughs> yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But um, the, the main thing that uh, I took away was Jalen Hurts looked comfortable at like yeah. throwing the football. Uh, he looked confident. And more importantly, the secondary held its own against you know, what was supposed to be a pretty high prolific passing attack coming into the season. Was it not, Dill? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts, we didn't know what we were going to get. He kind of looked lost out there. But again, look at the receiving core. I mean, I was saying you just got a double Ridley and all of a sudden Matt Ryan has barely any time to look at that second option. And it's Olamide Zakaya staring back at him. And then he gets sacked. Um, yeah, so basically, let's get to the 49ers and Eagles here are about to be in week two. But first, round table, if anyone has anything, did we miss any week one storylines that might have grabbed the attention that the people should know that you guys found interesting? I mean, uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure Washington's going to do with Fitzpatrick on now, and I was super was high tough. on them. Yeah. Uh, throughout our especially Fitzpatrick's done a great job with all the teams he's with with putting up points moving the team down the field i thought he was maybe going to be a good fit for him so i, I don't know how, how they'll fare in the nfc east we'll see if taylor heineke can do anything on thursday night against the football giants but bass you had something Jameis for mvp how about that that was i think that was the stunner was what the hell was rogers doing after the offseason that the, he had and then, I mean, mum was the word for him in the press conference. It was very bizarre. Uh, Kirill, you got anything? Okay, I love Urban Meyer. I'm an Ohio State guy. Yes. But what was that? How was Carlos Hyde getting almost double of touches as James Robinson? And the Texans have the worst team on, like, the like sheets like oh, yeah. in a long time. And they just get blown out. Uh, I'm worried for Urban. I was with that, you. I, I mean, the, two, the tumor might come back. That's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, the USC job comes open, and then yeah. I'm hearing rumors about that. He came out today and said, uh, "There's no way I'm leaving." But this just screams Nick Saban with the Miami Dolphins to me. Uh, you know, there's something about going from glory to all of a sudden you're trying to boss around millionaires or going, "Who the fuck are you? What are you, Urban? What are you doing here?" You know, in Jacksonville. Uh, Southern California doesn't seem too bad after week one, but we'll see. All right, we were going to have Zach the Ocho Kelly on with us, but uh, a late scratch tonight. So I've got something for Kyle Shanahan. 49ers Eagles will flip to Seabass here for a preview. 49ers, same thing. Jimmy G looked like the MVP, but it was against the Detroit Lions, and Jeffrey Okuda is now done for the year, I believe I saw. Debo Samuel, Samuel looked great. I hope he's ready to bust out. Um, so that's going to be something to watch. And how about any running back in Kyle Shanahan's system is just going to absolutely go for 100 yards? Plug and play. That's why I wouldn't have paid Raheem Mostert, who's unfortunately out for the year, too. Okay, but here's my thing, and then we'll get to the Eagles preview because the Eagles plus three and a half at home is interesting to me. What the hell happened in Detroit in the fourth quarter? I mean, you've got Brady making fun of Matt Ryan 28-3 in the Super Bowl. That wasn't even Matt Ryan's fault. You know whose fault it was? Kyle Shanahan's, who also kind of choked on his own nuts in the Super Bowl with the 49ers. And how about 38-10 was what they led Detroit? Detroit was about to beat them, or at least tie the game. Uh, how That was 28 points. How the hell could we let this guy slide? I'm not a Shanahan guy. You know what I'll say? It. He's never going to win a Super Bowl, ever, ever. He'll never win one. Um, will he win against the Eagles in Philly this weekend, Bass? 
Nah, dude, I kind of like the Eagles here. Honestly, I would I wouldn't even mind laying the points. I would just take the money line here. Um, it's it's in Philadelphia. Um, the the Niners looked crisp in the first half of the game, but they just seemed to fall apart there um, towards the second half. In the second half, to crazy Jared Goff. Um, so that that defense didn't really look that scary. Um, it's going to be loud in Philly. People are excited. Uh, Eagles are first in the NFC East. We, we're, we're taking it this year. Honestly, Eagles right now to win the NFC East plus 350. I was looking this afternoon. Not know. too shabby. I mean, your win total might beat your head coach's IQ by the end of things. Um, I like the I like where your head's at, too. You had Fal- or excuse me, Eagles money line against the Falcons. That was the no-sweat bet of the week. Uh, I like Eagle Mon- Eagles money line as well. Um, okay, so the Bears looked good for Montgomery. I Sorry, that was not – the Bears did not look good. Montgomery, I thought, looked good against what was supposed to be a pretty solid D in the Rams. Um, but then the Rams just decimated what was supposed to be a good D for the Bears too. I know it's Stafford, but that's – Stafford in the new system, I did not expect to see that. I lean Cincy, but this is a classic letdown kind of bounce back for Chicago at home. But then again, I can't trust Andy Dalton. Uh, so convince me here, Kirill. Why is it the Bengals this weekend against the Bears? Andy Dalton. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah. Really, right. I think AJ Green should be in the Hall of Fame just for making Andy Dalton look like a good quarterback for so long. Yeah, you saw him like, front and center for his whole career. Bengals have a bad offensive line. Bears somehow have worse. And if you saw what the Bengals did to Dalvin Cook, if they can just limit Montgomery, I think I saw that Dalton had only one pass attempt over 16 yards, and it was picked last week. <laughs> So, like, yeah. I'm not really too worried about, like, the Bears. I'm just worried about Montgomery. That's about it. I am worried about, like, defensive line a little bit just because Bengals, their tackles are really good. They didn't give up one sack with yeah. and, uh, Jonah Williams. But the guards, man, they did not look good at all. So, Keen Hicks, he might do right. some damage. But that's about it. Joe Mixon, if he just gets the touches again, Burrow can decimate that secondary, too. Yeah, because Daryl Henderson had a decent game on the ground for the Rams as well against the Bears. So certainly looking at that, that might be a money line I look to because it's two and a half the spread right now. And I think it's either the Bears at home by a field goal, like as time expires or the Bengals are going to upset them. But that's my uh, just my thoughts there. All right. Upset coming week two for your Vikes tie. I think the Cardinals, I was looking at, speaking of looking at futures, the Cardinals, it's such a loaded division. I think that's a trendy playoff team. Now, I think they're still a little young to do anything past that. But, I mean, now that you got Watt, (laughs) you got J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones with five sacks, two forced fumbles. You got Jordan Hicks in the middle. Um, This team is scary. The defense is scary. Kyler Murray, how the hell is Zimmer going to contain him this weekend? Yeah, it's going to be a very, very – uh, I think a high scoring game and it could be either a high scoring game as in Arizona just absolutely runs away with it or mm-hmm. Vikings compete. But the thing is Vikings offensive line has to give Kirk some time because this has literally makes it look like Kirk is just going to get run over like a bulldozer here. I yeah. mean, the old, I was not very impressed with the old line and I mean, everyone knows Kirk's not very mobile, No, but if Kirk is able to get some time, he's going to make you pay for it. Um, it sucks that Irv Smith isn't there anymore. Cause that would be, I would love to see that this would be a shootout like no other, but, uh, Vikes defense is really going to have to lock in as well. Um, Kyler obviously can run. I think a very nice prop is Kyler Murray over his rush yards. 
Okay. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's just going to have a field day because uh, the Vikes, they don't blitz too much and they aren't the best in the spot, I don't think. So you, you kind of mentioned it, the three and a half points. I think this is either a Cardinals blowout at home or somehow I, I love a good hook, especially when it's at three. Maybe the Vikings just lost by a field goal against the Bengals, right? right? So right. could be similar. Um, Falcons are going to get blown out. Uh, this is the Tampa Bay Bucks are going, this is going to be 45 to 10. It is going to be embarrassing. So that's my prediction. It's going to get ugly. Um, last question. And we'll go around the, uh, zoom box here for this one. We'll start Kirill, Seabass, and then Ty best team in the NFL after week one, in your opinion. I'm just going to go with the chiefs. It's the easy pick. I mean, you just see Patrick Mahomes just chuck it. Tyreek Hill catches it. And Travis Kelsey on the Mannings podcast was saying how, yeah, I just look at Patrick Mahomes and say, I'm just going to do something crazy. Right. Like, you can't stop that offense. Pass. Hey, it's close, but uh, until they prove me otherwise, I'm going to give the edge to the defending Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. Um, although that game was close, um, Brady still got it, clearly. I can still lead those game-winning drives. And like I said, until they prove me prove me wrong and lose, I'm giving it to them. Win's a win. No cover, though. And, yeah, but, I mean, Dak's back. So, certainly that's an improved Cowboys team. Ty? I think the team that looked the best after week one, hands down, New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I hate the Saints, so I can't give it to them. But right, I mean, right. Sure. I, I hate them as well. I can't care. But based off of just week one, how they played, I'd have to give it to the Saints. I'm going Chiefs because if that O-line stays healthy, that's three straight possibly for the Chiefs. That was the main – they were able to get pressure with four in the Super Bowl with the Bucs and Brady was Brady. I mean, not having Schwartz was terrible for Mahomes. Mahomes shows – I mean, we've seen this for the last couple of years. 14-point deficit to them means nothing. It's gone in the blink of an eye. 70 yards, Tyreek Hill, fastest guy in the league, maybe the world, is in the end zone celebrating on your grave. Um, all right, let's squeeze in a little college football here before we uh, close out Corbett's corner. Kirill, we can't let you slide. Ohio State, what happened? Coach Combs, the defense coordinator, couldn't stop the sweep, whatever it is, like the read option sweep. It's They scored three touchdowns on the same play. I was screaming my brains out. But, yeah, offense is fun to watch, I guess. So I actually think uh, you got if you win out, you're still probably going to be in the playoff because that is if there's such a thing as a good loss. Depends if Oregon keeps going because I think they've yeah. only got one test in UCLA. But you made former BC quarterback Anthony Brown look a little better than he actually is. Yeah, that? yeah. Um, Ty, your Gophers. Speaking of not sliding, one and one, but Miami of Ohio. Hey, I, we were on the podcast earlier, and I said Miami Ohio is the play. That's I said cool. Gophers win. There's no way they cover 18 and a half. It got scary there. It looked like the Gophers were going to give up their massive lead that they had going into the first. They're up by 18 at the end of one, and it got real dicey there for a little bit. But I I don't know what's going on with the Gophers. They just feel like every single season they'll get up either big, but they can't put a team away. They always got to let the opponent come back into the game. But I'm, I'm not impressed with them, to be honest. And they're plus two at Colorado, who gave Texas A&M a scare. That's going to be interesting. BC loses their starting quarterback, Jerkovic. I should have, good God, you're going to have to talk me off the ledge, but our backup's raw. Look at this fucking old school hat I found at my old place. This is when they were in the Big East. We're going to blow out Temple. Let's fucking go, BC. Corbett's Corner, thanks to the guys, Kirill Smolianski, Sebastian Urban, Ty Dawson. I'm Dylan Corbett. We'll talk to you next week.